you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on buzzers. Correct. Merry, merry Christmas time. Here we are once again with an episode of... Ho, ho, ho. It's fingers <laughs> on buzzers. Ah, ho, and indeed, ho, ho, ho. So we come to you from Darlington. It's, it's such a beautiful, cute name. Darling, 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 we've ever seen. It is lovely. So Amanda and I arrived today. Jenny is here because she is starring in the panto with Gareth Gates and a troop of delightful people. Yes, fabulous stuff. Uh, at, at the Hippodrome. Yes. There's there's an there's a rival panto in Darlington. <gasps> what? Yeah. Well, then at, the, at the Majestic. Nothing's going to rival. We've not met them yet. Mm. It feels a bit like the sharks and the jets, <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna encounter each other in the vault bar at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do you know that as we walked down, we encountered the abandoned Wilcos, and that would be a oh. brilliant place to have a fight. Just lob it because there's still stuff in there. You could yeah. be lobbing old uh, mascaras at each other. There's still some. Uh, it, it, I shed a small tear every time I pass it. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah. it's sad. but the Darlington itself is del- it's absolutely lovely. It's a darling town. There's a crumble uh, cafe. <sighs> Build your own crumble. <sighs> You choose your base, including a special. They always have a special on crumble topping. Is it custard? Is it ice cream? I don't know. It's up to you. Your choice. Oh, I mean, this is the dream. And we just went to Coupland's Bakery, which was uh, had a cheese straw to rival any I've ever had. So, uh, so Darlington's wonderful. We're in the great hall of Jenny's uh, (laughs) of Jenny's accommodation. So, if it sounds a bit echoey, it's because it's got a vaulted ceiling. Mm, It makes it sound uber posh and it probably is it one is. of the most poshest bits of accommodation available oh it's gorgeous it's very tasteful yeah. but all of this uh, is but a preamble to the reason we're all here which is for our traditional fingers on buzzers festive special insert jingle bell sound effect i'm here. sure amanda's <laughs> gonna do exactly that i'm, I'm shaking like yeah, i'm shaking know, a jingle bell it's, 
So Amanda has harvested some questions from some of the lovely guests that we've had over the last 12 months, maybe even beyond, who knows? And we are going to attempt to answer them. It's that simple. Normally we do it late at night with the odd glass of Prosecco so it gets increasingly random as the show goes on but we're uh, we're dry and uh, and uh, completely within our senses today because yeah. you've got to go off and do a evening show she's I'm, done it between shifts here yeah, no. <laughs> she was working so bloody hard she really is she's she gives so much of herself <laughs> um there in Gareth every night oh well you'll be uh, seeing a lot of Gareth later Mm, I know. Mm. A lot of him. Ooh, okay. <laughs> right. Just well, let's saying. crack on with this because I need to <laughs> I need to get myself ready for that. Uh, so, Amanda, would you like to play us the first of our Christmas guests? Hi, Lucy. Hi, Jenny. It's Tim Dowling. <gasps> when I get asked to be on a pub quiz team, it's usually as a token American, just there to answer questions about state capitals and U.S. presidents. So here's my question for you. How many of the 50 state capitals are named for U.S. presidents? And also, you know, what are they? Oh, lovely. Oh, we loved him, Downing. Yes. And he is, yeah, the American state capitals, we discussed that. I often forget he's American because he's just so part of my Guardian reading at the weekend. Yes, I know. He's embedded himself so well in our culture. He's he's one of us now. (laughs) Whether he likes it or not, yeah. Uh, Right, so state capitals. That's a lovely question. Okay, I'm going to go with Jackson. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, Jackson, Missouri? Mississippi. Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi. But Missouri, I think, is Jefferson City. Ah, there you go. There is Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, that's three. Um... Is there no? I'm trying to think. There's no Kennedy. No, there's no. no um, bit soon for that. It would be, to be a bit honest. soon. Yeah. They'd have to rename it like the airport. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, there's Washington State, which doesn't count because it's no. not a state capital. No. no. Um, and Washington D.C. doesn't count because it's just its own entity, the District of Columbia. It's yeah. not a state capital. Okay, so um, we're still at three. So we've got three. <laughs> other early presidents um yeah no i've got I mean, I've madison been... wisconsin nice. Come on. <laughs> i'm just trying to visualize a map i've done absolutely nothing here so uh, we've well got, could... we've got four we've got it feels four. like there should be more and i feel like i've had this question um is in learned league uh uh-huh. some of our, our listeners will be learned league llamas they're called the okay. the quizzes on there so that's um, like top tier yes well it's it's a it's an open quiz forum and you've got different leagues but it's an american quiz league okay so you'll they get six questions get every away. day and some of them would be quite americans and there was a question which was like this and it was of the however many state capitals that are named after a president which is the furthest west Ooh. and i think the furthest west was Jefferson City. Okay. So which is Midwest. So it's it's it, in the middle basically. So I can be looking so to it's, the east. I don't think there's anything the ones, yeah. further west than that. And I'm really not sure. I, I think it might be four. Sure well, sounds four? good. I mean I could just Should start shouting out uh names of, <laughs> of state capitals that I know but I don't think it would help. Yeah, let's go four. Let's yeah, see what Tim says though. The answer is four. Yay! And they are Lincoln, Nebraska. Jackson, Mississippi, Madison, Wisconsin, and Jefferson City, Missouri. And yeah, I did check to make sure each of these places is named for an actual president and not just some random dude with the same last name. That's why you want me on your pub quiz team. Merry Christmas to you both and to your many listeners. Oh, oh, Merry Christmas to you, Tim. And what a great start. He's welcome on our quiz team anytime. Right. Yeah, he totally yeah. is, anytime at all. Um, and also lovely that he did his research and he was like, yeah, I've double checked. That's good quiz mastery because yeah. sometimes that you might read a question and think, oh, that's a good one. I'm just going to copy it. Oh, no, no, if no, you're no. going to ask a question, you need to be sure that the answer is correct. Good yeah. lad. Very good. He can not only be on a pub quiz team, he can run the whole bloody pub quiz. That's that's fine. Um, brilliant. Okay, well, that's a great start, isn't it? I contributed yeah. slightly. And uh, you did very well there, Jen. So let's move on to our next guest. Hello, I am Ron Ince, author of Bibliomaniac and the Importance of Being Interested. I also present a radio show with Professor Brian Cox, who many people know was in the band D-Ream. In fact, scientifically, one of their uh, videos was actually recorded in the dish 
of the Lovell Telescope because I think he probably found where they hid the keys at Manchester University and managed to undo the padlock <laughs> and get in there. Anyway, don't tell anyone about that. It might have all manner of legal ramifications. Anyway, my question is not about D-Ream, but about the band he was in before called Dare, who were an Oldham-based rock band uh, formed by Thin Lizzy's keyboard player, Darren Wharton. So I want to know, what was their first album called? Was it A, From This The Noise, B, Out Of The Silence, or C, this is too hot to hear. Oh, do you know? It, oh. I love the way Robin. It, it took us on a journey there. He always it, he always gives plenty of information. There was a lot going on there, and and a few little misleads there. Yeah, just a misdirect. Oh, it's going to be about oh, D-Ream. It's going to be you know what year was that election? I'd, yeah. I'd have known that. Yeah. It, or it'd be like oh you know the telescopes. And, no, it yeah. was nothing like that. Wow. It, you know, which Brian Cox do I work with? That would have been a good question. I know, I know at least two. Of the two. Yeah. Um, I know there was another Brian Cox who was, um, when I used to work in a radiator showroom, <laughs> we had a, a customer called Brian Cox who was just, um, he, he would ring up at least four times a day with a complaint about something because he just hadn't received some radiators. Oh. Um, it got increasingly belligerent and eventually the sales team wouldn't answer the phone to him and let me. I was the PA. I shouldn't have been answering any phones. They put them through to me. Well, listen, if, if that Brian Cox is listening and you're still having trouble with your radiators, get in touch. I mean, it could have been one of the other two. <laughs> yeah, you don't know, do you? I feel like I would recognise the voice. Well, but... no, but I mean, you know, Brian Cox, the actor, could put on a very good voice. I'd imagine probably Brian Cox, the science musician, probably could He's as well. He's a performer. He can, yeah. Yeah, probably, yeah. probably do that. Um, okay, so it was out of the silence, so, no noise, something, yeah. or too, too amazing. Too hot to hear. Too hot to hear. I like that, because that feels like a physics issue. Yes. <laughs> like, what, at what temperature? <laughs> Do sound waves boil? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which of the Brian Coxes can answer that question? <laughs> uh, I think, unlike that, the poor Brian Cox who you dealt with, unlike his radiators, yeah. which were clearly not too hot to hear, Maybe they, maybe he could hear them. Maybe that was the anyway. Um, let's should we go for that one then? Whatever the last one was. I like too. I like too hot to hear. And if it's not the right answer, I think we should put that out as our our album of our, our outtakes album. <laughs> well, it could be all the, all your singing and and intoning of the fingers on Buzz's name. Yeah, we can put that together. People really want to listen to all that. I'd love that. <laughs> Very relaxing. I could drift off to sleep. Let's check. Let's, shall let's we, Amanda? C here. C. And the answer to what was Dare's first album called is Out of the Silence. Mm. <sighs> well, that's why they never really took off, I yeah. would argue. Yeah, th- that, that does sound like a, any band of that era could have released that album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit... Mm-hmm. Isn't it a bit like something... Like, welcome Enjoy the silence. Enjoy the silence. Enjoy the silence. That's yeah. Depeche Mode. I it? knew that yeah. there was something playing in my brain. Thank yeah. you for clearing that up. Um, great question. Lovely. And I'm sure our listeners at home, a lot of you will have got that. Well done if you did. They probably got the album. Yeah, and soon they'll have Too Hot to Hear <laughs> by Jenny Ryan. <laughs> Uh, Right, lovely. Shall we have another one? Hello, Lucy and Jenny. It's Nigel Kroll here. And I have a quiz question for you. In 1992, which world-famous writer gave a eulogy at the memorial service for comedian Benny Hill? So, it was... uh, I feel like I've heard this. Was it world-famous writer? Writer. Okay. Someone a, bit, a big fan of, of Benny Hill's work. Which would have been brave in 92 because, yeah. you know, it was very much, uh, he was not well regarded at the time. I know, I mean, Tim Vine has started a sort of campaign to, to rehabilitate had, his yeah, image. Yeah, had his, had his uh, work reassessed. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah, no, great, you know, great slapstick and uh, I mean, it was, yeah, just unfortunately the scantily clad women kind of overshadowed yeah. everything else. Um, but, so now listen, so 92, so it might have been someone who was a bit of a contrarian. Mm. So like a sort of Christopher Hitchens or, do you know what I mean? Mm. Not him. But like that sort of, you know, someone a little bit like... J.D. Salinger. 
Notoriously reclusive, but... Yeah. Uh, Came out of the woodwork tempted once. Tempted out, tempted out for uh, Benny Hill. Um, or, some, or someone who enjoyed the sort of saucy sensibilities. It feels like it'll be an American. It does it feel does. like it'll be someone... It, it was definitely appreciated at that time more in the US and than Europe. in the UK and, and across Europe. But I was wondering someone like... The saucy stuff, the adult work of Roald Dahl, that kind of thing. Oh, would Roald Dahl have still have been around? No, he, he wasn't around in 92, No, was he? well, it would have been around... It was the early 90s that he died. Was so. it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a good thought. I feel mm. like he might already have been dead by now. World though. famous writer. This is such a good question. This Thank is really you, good, Nigel. and it does feel like it's buried somewhere in my yeah, brain. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to torture the listeners too much with trying to think <laughs> of who it is, but I'm sort of reluctant to give it up without a bit more of a fight do you know I'm what I mean? I mean I'm still hoping it's J.D. Salinger yeah I will or like Kurt Vonnegut you know yeah. I feel like it's going to be some it is someone surprising is it, I mean I'm presuming it's novelist or rather than journalist do you know what I mean I, feel I mean it, oh, it could be someone who's both Salman Rushdie or someone like that Salman Rushdie maybe Would he I don't have know been, I mean because he when did uh, Midnight's Children it's the 80s. So, yeah, so he yeah. was sort of very, very famous. Yeah. Yeah. Should we go for Salmon Rush? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Enid Blyton. No. It'd be good if it was a woman, actually. It would be yeah. good if it was it, like... I, I doubt it. You know, Margaret yeah. Drabble or... Um, who am I thinking of? Inspire. No, Doris Lessing. Doris Lessing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Oh, Philip Roth. Maybe it was Philip Roth. It feels like Philip Roth might like him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Perverts. <laughs> Sorry, that no. I'm we're not talking saying perverts. He's a Ballard, JG Ballard. Yes. Oh. Oh. Now, so we've got who are we going between JG Ballard? <laughs> this gonna, is this has stumped us. Honestly, it's going to be Jeffrey Archer. Oh. Okay. Yeah, right. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Archer. There you go. That's final answer. <laughs> Let's lock that in. And the answer is Anthony Burgess, oh. author of A Clockwork Orange. I know the festive season's more about chocolate oranges than clockwork ones, but I do love that question. Anyway, Merry Christmas, Lucy and Jenny, and to all you figures on buzzers listeners, a Merry Christmas too. Oh, Nigel, what a pro. He even popped a little Christmas gag on the end of the question and everything. That was fantastic. And I feel like... We we were sort of almost there. We were all we? around it. We yeah. were we were getting there. Should have gone for sort of the, the the craft of comedy being to do with linguistics, and that was Anthony Burgess's real thing was was mm. language. So oh, I know frustrating that we didn't get it. But actually, I didn't know it. I Isn't... feel like I feel like I'd heard that before. No, I don't. Yeah. I definitely, it didn't. It didn't. Yeah, I'm not as annoyed with myself as you are, and I always consider that a win. <laughs> right. Well, that was brilliant. Let's see who can follow that. Hello, Lucy and or Jenny. I've been asked to set you a trivia question in the style of Jeopardy. So, to set the scene, you're on Jeopardy, you have reached the double Jeopardy round, you select a category which is called setting, in inverted commas, the scene, and you're delighted to discover that uh, it appears to be all about crossword compilers. Uh, Obviously, you jump straight to the $2,000 question, which is this. This cryptic pioneer was strictly for the Brits. He shares his name with a Monty Python character. Bet nobody was expecting that. Cue Jeopardy music. A lovely question from Matthew Marcus there. And of course, he is the Times crossword champion, reigning. We expect no less to have a crossword and quiz connection. Gosh, now, there's a lot to unpack there, isn't there? Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Mm -hmm. And I've got myself a bit confused. So we're looking for the name of a famous crossword Crossword compiler. compiler. Torquemada? <gasps> there we go. I mean, that was my, that just popped into my head. That there, sounds wonderful. Which is, I would imagine, I just, yeah, I mean, I might be. But you've got quick. to say it in the... Yes, so the, who is... Who was Torquemada? Who was Torquemada? That is in the Jeopardy format. I bet, I mean, it might not be, but that was just like my, my gut instinct. What do you think? I really like that. You happy with that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it fits with the Spanish Inquisition clue. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, the torture of being able to <laughs> work out a cryptic crossword clue. Yes, I mean, it's now... But, or, you know, I'm just trying to think what other Spanishy or... 
I, I'm channeling all the crossword compilers I've ever well, I was heard thinking of. of Monty Python characters, so I went straight for the Piranha Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't believe they've written any crosswords, but no. please correct me. No, should we go with Tokamada? I think we should go for okay, Tokamada. Who is Tokamada? Who is Tokamada? The answer was, of course, Ziminis. Derek Somerset McNutt was an early crossword setter who set under the pseudonym Ziminis. His name has become a byword for strict, uh, logically cohesive crosswords, Ziminian. Uh, and of course, we were talking about the Monty Python characters, Cardinals, Ziminis, Biggles and Fang of No One Expects the Spanish Inquisition fame. Uh, thank you all uh, for letting me on your podcast this year and a very merry cryptic Christmas to all of you at home. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, that, I mean, brilliant question. Can I go back and pretend that I said Ziminis? <laughs> completely completely outfoxed us. Yeah, no. Kimenez, surely, with an X. I'm now thinking I fancy a sherry. I really, oh, yeah, PX, like an after dinner. <laughs> I wonder if we've got any places that sell that in Darlington. Yes, if you're a sherry Post vendor panther. in Darlington, let us know and we'll come around. Uh, yeah, okay, very good question. Very but, good uh, question. I mean, I, well bloody done if you got that at home. Yeah, you've got to know your crossword history and uh, we don't. No, I bet Alan Connor got that if he's listening. Oh, in, in his sleep. <laughs> uh, right, well, let's hope we do better on the next one. I'm not going to venture an answer on the next one. <laughs> Hello, Lucy and Jenny. This is Mick Hodgkin, and I have a question for you. Which country has the longest name to consist entirely of alternating vowels and consonants? Oh. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, Mick. I mean, as you would expect from the puzzle editor of The Times, an excellent question. That's such a sort of quiz question for the ages, isn't it? Right, so yeah. alterna- alternating vowels and consonants. I need a piece of paper. Okay, so also pull the globe down. From yeah, the wait, we have got a globe in your luxurious dig. I think it's got probably everything. very out of date, though. It looks it like an old is. one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, alternating letters. Uh, Costa Rica. Um, n- no, mm. no, no. That doesn't. The Bahamas. Bahamas. Um, I'm just trying to think of any. Uh, I'm going Africa. Okay. Ooh. I feel like there's something, there's going to be something there, isn't there? Everything, every time I, something great comes into Panama. my head. Panama. Panama. Costa Rica's longer than Panama, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. No, it's S-T. C-O-S-T, yeah. Oh, honestly, come on. Panama. Um, okay, we've got as far as Panama. <laughs> uh, oh, Nigeria. Mad- Madagascar. Madagascar. No, it's Mo- S-C. No. Mozambique, no. Um, it's <laughs> uh, great listening. <laughs> Just... Because I feel like if it was, you know, if it was cities or I'd sort of, you know, there must be some really good cities. Um, Yeah. Imagine this was your pointless final round. I can hear the clock ticking down. (laughs) Um, Um, Or Caribbean islands. Or I'm just sort of. Right, let's go round. I'm going round South America. You go and say it right. You have South a little America. trip round the Caribbean and I'll meet you back in okay. Africa, okay? Okay. Okay, so. Uh, not that, not that, not that. <laughs> Peru, I mean, it's short, but it's, it's, short. it's there. We've still got Panama, still the reigning champion. Panama's still reigning at the moment. I've got <laughs> Peru. Like Ecuador. Ecuador counts. The, the U and the A are together, aren't they? Ecuador. So, so it's got to be oh, alternating. Oh, it's got to be alternating, yeah. Oh, that is tricky, isn't it? Yeah, it's very tricky. Um, I've forgotten all the places that are in the Caribbean. Barbados. No, RB. Paraguay's got a U and an A together as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So those are, those are discounted. Um, My goodness. This is, this is one that you would ask at the beginning of the round in the pub quiz. Yes. And so you would be like, right, you, you two over there who aren't contributing anything because you're quite drunk, just just write down a load of countries yeah. and we'll work it out from there. You've got the whole round to figure this out. And I feel like it's going to, then there's going to be, it's going to be like a surprising one that isn't like Panama, where you've got the, yeah. do you know what I mean? Which is obviously alternating. I feel like it's going to be one where you go, oh, that you was silent. Or there, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Or there's an E at the end you wouldn't think or something. <sighs> That, um, not that yeah, I, I want to be put out of my misery now. This yeah. is this is very frustrating. I don't know. Yeah, come on, please tell us, Mick. Oh, I just one more. Oh, one, one more, more, one more, one more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Is just there one more anywhere thing. like, you know, like Mauritius or I'm now going, I've abandoned South America now and I'm just looking at random islands or... Uh, just, look, just looking at random. Tobago. Kiribati. Yeah. Oh. That's quite a good one, actually. Yeah. I've been, it's yeah. longer than Panama. It is, isn't it? Kiribati. Yeah. Where's that? South it's Pacific. Pacific, yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. Anything I've never heard of. I'm, like, I'm going with Kiribati. Tuvalu. Kiribati. Uh, K-I-R. Yeah. A-B-T-I. Yeah, it's eight letters. How what? Karabati? That's how it's spelled. It's spelled Kiribati, but it's pronounced Kiribas. Oh, God. Well, look, now I've I've learnt a whole new country now. This is... (laughs) Well, this is great. This is great. I've just... I feel very ignorant, but slightly less ignorant than I was a minute ago. Okay, let's go for that country. Kiribas. Kiribati. And the answer is United Arab Emirates. Have a very, very merry Christmas to you and all your listeners on Fingers on Buzzers. Goodbye. And that's why he's the puzzle editor of the Times. What a great answer that is. That's why he earns the big bucks. That is such a great... Would you know, immediately I'm asking that to everyone I meet. Yeah. Until this episode goes out, <laughs> I'm going to absolutely cane that. Um, that's such a great that question. That's a brilliant question. And you Thanks, can all mate. have that, you see. This is, the, this is what you get. The little reward for listening to Fingers on Buzzers is that you get that question. That is worth the price of admission alone, isn't it? Mm. Incredible. United Arab Emirates. Mwah! Mm. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Mick, for that brilliant question. Uh, this next question, I don't care who it is, it is not going to be a better question. And I apologise to them, whoever you are, but your question is going to look rubbish now. Ho, 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 Lucy and Jenny. This is Michael Fenton Stevens here. Last time I spoke to you, I was in Guadeloupe, but now I'm in sunny Tunbridge Wells getting ready for Christmas. And I have a question for you. My question is, who is the only Premier League winner with a surname made up entirely of Roman numerals. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you a clue. He played for Manchester United. Played for Manchester United. Oh, oh Michael Fenton Stevens. I mean, it's not as good a question as Mix because it's about football. And yeah. no question about football is a good quiz question as far as I'm concerned. But it is a very good question considering it's about football. And also it's from the loveliest man in the entire world. Oh. So, uh, so no complaints there. Right, brilliant. Okay. This is another great pub quiz yeah. early in the round question to, ke- to keep the sports fans quiet <laughs> yeah in that corner of the table go on you have a think about that it's always worth that if you've got lovely. some unruly football fans in your house this christmas this is mm. the way to shut them up for a bit um okay so man united player now if it's the 90s we're in with the shout because i do actually know some okay so uh, your letters are x i l x i v l m m c Oh. Civil. Is <laughs> there ever a civil football player? I don't think Probably so. Probably not, no. So, well, let's Z- see. Zavi was so close. <laughs> is no A way. not a... No, no, A is not, is it? Okay. Um, oh, this okay. is a really good one. And Olivia. again, I want to I want to write it down. Yeah, But yeah, I didn't yeah. bring a notepad to the table No, and I me. think that would be cheating because the listener... Well, I don't mm. know. The listeners might have pen and paper. So, X, V, I, M, C, L. So, the DJ Avicii... Mm. Would be a good answer. No, there's no A. No, there's no A again. No A. Okay. Other than that, I mean, I'm just going to try and as far as I know, never did play in the Premier League, let alone win it. Uh, I'm just going to try and make the longest thing I can out of letters. It might just be a short. It might just be a short name. Vila. Is there V I L A? Is there someone called that? Oh, uh, but you keep putting an A in it. Oh yeah, too (laughs) soon. Vili, Vili. Oh, like you know how. now, is it Georgia? Where is the names from that all end in Oh, Philly? yeah, yeah. Like yeah, Cablashville and yeah, yeah, yeah. Georgian uh, names. Anyone like that? I think it's going to be someone fair, a fairly short name. Yeah. X, so, yeah, not having an just, A in just it. The, or just an, an e. I as the... Yeah, the only vowel that we're the allowed. the only vowel. Um, um, oh, this is so frustrating. Again, there's going to be people yelling the answer to this but hopefully more scratching their heads okay i'm gonna go for there was someone called um villi (laughs) v-i-l-i a georgian player called villi um what about somebody mc mc oh mcwill no that's not a person 
McVill, <laughs> McVilly, who was a Scottish Georgian uh, yeah. <laughs> player. Yeah, I, I, I'm 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 calling defeat on this because Venue. yeah, if if it doesn't come in rhyming couplets, my brain is not accepting it at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> mirror, mirror, tell me the answer to this. <laughs> Who's the out. longest footballer of all? Right, let's see. <laughs> Peter Crouch. <laughs> okay, the answer is Nemanja Vidic, who was their defender and I think captain. You see, V I that's six D that's five hundred. Another I, that's one, and C, that's a hundred. So there you are. I'm sure you knew the answer. Anyway, Merry Christmas and a very happy new year. All my love. Bye. Oh, Mike, we love you what so a great much. Question. And that was actually a really, really Vidic. good question. Should have got that. Even I've heard of Vidic. It's a nice okay. short short name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Okay, right. Well, the bar is being raised mm. so high. Let's see who's going to try and clear it next. <laughs> Hello, Lucy and Jenny. This is Hal Cruttenden, and I have a question for you. Uh, This question is linked to the fact that I have a cold, because I always have a cold in December. The question is, fill in the blank. The predominant cause of the common cold is known as the blank virus. I'll give you a clue. It's the name of an animal found in Asia and Africa. Ooh, nice. Oh, Thank you, Hal. Um, and I'm sorry to hear about your cold. Aww. I hope that it's improved. Um, okay, it's an animal name. Animal found in the Asia civet. Africa. The civet. Oh, that sounds good. Is that that's? It's some sort of cat or something. Yeah, that's. I think that's just Asian. I'm not sure if that's oh, in is Africa, it? Okay. but I like it. It's the one that poos out coffee, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. I mean, it doesn't just... <laughs> no, don't, well, you know what I mean. You After it I mean. eats coffee, it poos out coffee. Not just like the Uh-oh. goose that laid the golden eggs. Oh, like, no. hello. So my civet importing business is, <laughs> was a terrible investment, it turns out. I don't know. The, oh, wow. I mean, the, the... Oh, wow. It's not I... corona. That's the only virus I can think of now. So. It, again, it feels like this should be something that's extremely common knowledge. We should yes, know this. And um, we might well do when Hal tells us. Elephants are found in Asia and Africa. The elephant virus, there you go. <laughs> uh, I feel like it's probably a bit more involved than that, but come on, Hal, let us know. I hope it's the sloth, just because you hate them enough anyway. South America only, that's uh, why I avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Al. The answer is rhinovirus. Yes! yes it is. Oh, we've been absolute idiots there. You know what, you know the problem? I, I immediately went rhinoceros. Yeah, and I no. didn't want to thought, but rhino nose, as in nasal. Yeah, no. Oh. We've been fools. Let's move on quickly. That's a, that's a classic one? trick question. Though. I love that. It is great good work. It's a really good question. How? Thank you. But I'm I'm d- devastated that we didn't get that right. Who's next? Hello, Lucy and Jenny. This is Gareth Gwynn from episode ninety-seven, and I have a question for you based on something which cropped up on my own podcast, The Zenial Dome. So. 1989's Christmas number one was Band-Aid 2 and their cover of Do They Know It's Christmas, but this time sung by Kylie and Jason and all the bright young things of the late 80s pop scene. But what did producer Pete Waterman have to cancel to find the time to make the record? (gasps) Ooh, oh, great question. Right, okay, thank you. And can I say what lovely people we have had on our podcast? A I'm delight. just remembering and how nice, nice Gareth Gwynn is. Trot down memory lane of what a lovely series we've had I so know. far this year. It's been so good. Um, Pete Waterman, uh, showbiz chum of mine. Yeah, lovely man. Very lovely. Would he have been cancelling something to do with railways? Yeah, I was wondering if he cancelled... A like, trip on the Orient Express or a... Yeah, or... The, 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 he was hosting the world's largest model train convention or something like that. <laughs> um, did, when would they have recorded it? So it would have been... It's probably not that long before Christmas. It would have been in the autumn. It would have been, yeah, Octoberish, I would say. Uh, did he cancel his wedding anniversary or something? Yeah, he had a few... Hmm. Or was it like <laughs> he cancelled all leave? Hosting the Brit Awards. <laughs> P- P- yeah. Entertainment. Yeah. Like, gone. The Hit Factory was yeah. a very, de- very <laughs> poor place to work. A terrible. Did he cancel? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to just say I don't know. I'm going to go his wedding anniversary. All right. I'll go anniversary a trip party. on the Orient Express. Could have been both. Could have been both. Yeah. And the answer is his wedding. <gasps> It's one of those facts which actually raises 
way more questions than it answers. So enjoy the Wikipedia hole. Happy Christmas to you and all the fingers on buzzers, listeners. Bye. Goodness wow. me, his wedding, which was going to be on the Orient Express, I heard. <laughs> I I knew Pete was married to his job, but literally he, he could be married to his job. He loves music. Yes. I think he loves music too much. That's, that is a sacrifice. <laughs> Although I recently that... saw him on the, uh, the Kylie special that they had on oh. ITV and she called him up and they had a little cuddle and he was tearing up and so I was tearing up. No. It, was, it was lovely. Lovely man, Aww. lovely man, but and quite indiscreet. If you ever get him with a couple of glasses of wine down him, and he will tell you all sorts. Oh, lovely! Yeah. Well, let's do that. Let's do that on his wedding anniversary because presumably <sighs> he's not bothered about celebrating that either. So I hope he did get married in the end. I hope it all went very well. I'm sure it did. Uh, lovely. Oh, that's a great question. Thank Fantastic. you very much, guys. Right, let's see who we've got next coming up the Christmas garden path. Hello, Lucy. Hello, Jenny. It's Ed Byrne here, and I have a question for you. Uh, what is the name given to the Scottish mountains that are between 2,500 and 3,000 feet in height? That is, the Scottish mountains that are between the height of 2,500 and 3,000 feet. What is the name given to those mountains? Oh, lovely, Ed. Banging on about his mountains Honestly. again. He's probably up one at the minute, isn't he? All right, so you know this, right? I think so. So... It's not a Monroe because Monroe's everyone's are heard of those. Three thousand. The next category down has okay. an associated name. Okay, it's a Marilyn. It is a Marilyn. Yes, I, th- I think that's right. I mean, I've, I'm not sure of the numbers, but the sort of the category down from a Monroe is Do a Marilyn. You know that if that is right, that's going to give me so much pleasure, and not only because it will mean I've beat Ed. <laughs> but also because that's such a lovely way of naming something that's yeah. a bit smaller. Shall we have a listen? And the answer is Corbett's. They are known as Corbett's. Monroe's are the ones that are above 3,000 feet. Corbett's are the ones between 2,500 and 3,000. Anyway, happy Christmas, everybody. Oh, lovely. He got us. He got us, but <laughs> I don't really every mind. Time. I don't mind being wrong because that is such a lovely answer. Aww. I love the fact that they're called little Corbett's. That's so cute. Aww. Oh, well done, Ed, you see. He, he beats me all the time. I'll have to have my revenge another time. Yeah, I keep seeing his face around uh, my workplace because he's, uh, he's touring there. He he's touring tour. the Darlington Hippodrome, I think, in February. Yes, and if you can catch that show, it's absolutely outstanding. I saw it in Edinburgh and it was just brilliant, moving, funny, hilarious, incredible. So, yes, uh, that's our recommendation. And thank you for a very good quiz question, Ed. Right, let's move on to our next questioner. Hello, Lucy and Jenny. Charlie Higson here, and I have a question for you for your festive Christmas quiz. Now, we all know the familiar nativity figures of the shepherds, Mary and Joseph, baby Jesus in his crib, the three wise men, a donkey, a cow, whatever. But in Spain, they have their own unique and very popular Catalan figure who's known as El Caganer. But who is El Caganer? And what is he doing in a Spanish nativity scene? Ooh, I knew this would be a good question. Yeah. I knew Charlie wouldn't let us down. Uh, that is brilliant. Okay, I don't know. And I don't know this one. No, you do then. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I can't remember the name, the, the English translation of the name, but I know what this gentleman is doing in the background of oh the stable. God, this sounds awful. It is awful. Oh, okay. So, Caganer. Let me see yeah. what the... the... The linguistics are there. Yeah, okay. So, uh, cad to catch something means steal, maybe something? No. Um, oh, no, he's, pooing, he's, pooing, yes, pooing. Yes, he is. Caca. Yes. No. Yeah, he's taking a poop. Why? I'm not really sure, but there's a lot of stuff in folklore That's that brilliant. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Somebody caught short at the back of the stables. Yeah. And I, I mean, it adds a little bit of sort of, you know, texture to the scene, doesn't yeah, it? it you know? how lowly the birthplace of our exactly. Lord and Saviour was. It's basically an outhouse, literally. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, well, that's a brilliant question. Yeah. I mean, that is one that you will be able to share at your Christmas quizzes, listeners. But, you know, it, not over lunch. <laughs> Don't reenact it. Do it People are going to be adding them to their to their home cribs That's as we brilliant. speak. <laughs> Gosh, how have I never heard that in my fifty years well, on this earth? Isn't that incredible? And the answer is that El Caganer is taking a dump. He is the pooper. So 
Think of me when you're taking a dump on Christmas Day. Happy Christmas, one and all. Oh, we will think I'll of you. I'll be sure to eat some extra sprouts. <laughs> when and everybody takes a dump on Christmas Day at some point, so uh, all of you think of Charlie Higson. <laughs> and raise a um, don't raise a glass. You probably won't have one in the in the toilet with you, but uh, raise a piece of toilet paper <laughs> and uh, Amanda just said she does take a glass into the toilet with her on Christmas Day yeah, exactly. can't be separated from her Baileys right well that was a, a lovely if disgusting question let's see who we have next well now I've got something I think you're going to really love Ooh. it's something very special and I think the listeners are going to love it as well and I will press play and let this particular person do the talking <laughs> Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Is it Santa? The is real Santa. Better. Oh my what? God, it's better than Santa. Okay, here we go. Hi, Jenny and Lucy. <gasps> yeah. uh, happy Christmas to the two of you. Uh, friend of the show, number one listener, and all-round absolute worshipper of all things Fingers on Buzzers, television's Ben Shepherd here. <laughs> um, and I have been asked by the lovely Amanda to set you a question for your Christmas quiz. However, trying to confound the two of you is nigh on impossible so I thought I'd try something a little bit different I thought I'd give you some of the questions that I've given on tipping point over the years but rather than come up with the correct answer you've got to come up with the answer that I was given in the studio <laughs> as you can imagine there are many weird and wonderful answers uh, for you to enjoy here but can you be as weird and wonderful as some of our tipping point contestants Ben we love you so much this is so great this is a proper Christmas this is the best Christmas present we're yeah. ever going to get isn't it this is this is better than Santa and baby Jesus and all the elves arriving <laughs> all at once which would be terrifying so yeah, and, is... and the, the pooper yes <laughs> Uh, beautiful. Shall we uh, give it a go? First question. Which political party shares its name with a collective noun for a group of moles? Which political party shares its name for a collective noun for a group of moles? <laughs> now, I don't want the right answer. I want the answer that I was given on Tipping Point. Now, the problem is we're such huge Tipping oh, Point fans that we this actually is are going to know a lot of these ones. A legendary yes. incorrect answer. So uh, the correct answer, which we're not going to give, uh, would have been Labour of Moles. Labour of Moles. And, which, uh, you know, it's, it feels like it, because it's a, a word in its own right, yes. rather than, yeah, that's used for all sorts of things. You know, a Conservative of Moles, you'd think, <laughs> well, that's sort of reasonably, you know, they... They, they hide, they're, they're kind of, you know... Creatures of the night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> a green of moles. I mean, almost anything would have been a better answer than the answer that was given, which was Liberal Democrats. Let's hear if that's right. So, the question I asked which political party shares its name with a collective noun for a group of moles? The answer, of course, is a Labour of moles. I was given a Liberal Democrats of moles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just never gets older. Aww. I love that so much. It's, it's it's just trying to work out that that thought process, or maybe it was the lack of thought. But like all they could think of was, or oh, my local MP, uh, Liberal Democrat. Yes, I can't think of any anyone else. 
Um, the must, be, politi- must be then. Must Imagine be. if the only political party you knew was the Liberal Democrats. It just seems such an unlikely it's thing. A, a very, it? you know, small area in uh, the it, Lake District, basically. Yeah, That's the, the southwest. The sort of yeah. those, anyway, but yes, well, amazing, uh, amazing. Do we have another Ben Shepherd wrong we answer? Okay, yes. well, let's <laughs> crack on with them. Okay, can you match the answer I was given to this particularly taxing general knowledge question? What Latin word meaning of the king follows lime to give the name of a Dorset seaside town? What Latin word meaning of the king follows lime to give the name of a Dorset seaside town? I'm already laughing at the answer I was given. I don't want the right answer. I want the answer I was given. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't... Follows lime. Yeah, I don't know this one. Okay. So we Um, know the answer. So they might have said lime rex. I d- it can't be. It won't be I don't, that I don't close think to the actual answer. I don't think they've probably gone for the clue of the of the Latin. I think no. they've probably just heard lime. Lime Caesar, I'm going for. Lime Caesar. I think it'll be lime Caesar. Oh, uh, or lime gladiator. Nice. No, I, I'm I'm thinking trying to think of things that go after lime. Lime tree. Lime, lime pickle. Lime pickle. Delicious. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Lime. Lime lemon. <laughs> Limelight. 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 I think oh, it's going to be nice. Lime Caesar. I think they will have sort of gone, oh, it's Latin-y, king thing. Yeah. I think it's going to be Lime Caesar. That's my guess. I like that. Which would be a nice salad. Yeah. Lime Emperor. Lime Emperor, yes. <laughs> Again, that sounds like something you'd get mm. on a menu. More. Oh, we'll have a Lime Emperor. <laughs> so the question I asked the contestants on Tipping Point, what Latin word meaning of the king follows lime to give the name of a Dorset seaside town... Of course, I was after Regis. I was given scale. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Brilliant. Lime scale. Oh, where do you live? Lime scale. (laughs) It could sound like a sort of Yorkshire... I mean, there's wind scale, which is a place. Yeah, there you go. But it's... It's nowhere near Dorset. You want to get rid of lime scale. You don't want to go live there. Oof. (laughs) Very good. Right. I love that one. Never heard it before. So let's see if we've heard this one. Here's another one for you. What relative of the cucumber is commonly grown for use as a bath or dish sponge? What relative of the cucumber is commonly grown for use as a bath or dish sponge? What answer was I given? Uh, Okay, this is a good question. (laughs) What relative? I'm thinking (laughs) uncle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is is the right answer, Lufa. The right answer is okay, Lufa. It's got thank to be Lufa. I was just yeah. checking. Uh, so, what relative? What relative the... Courgette. I think someone's going to be rubbing themselves down with a courgette. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I think they've gone for that, but I think your I like idea it. of that they've just heard relative and gone uncle. Square pants. They rub uncle themselves down pants. with their uncle. <laughs> uncle oh, <no>. square pants. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of different things for for somebody who's probably baffled under studio lights reacting to, quickly to, to go to pick up on one of the clues there and really not listen to the others yeah yeah i um, think if it were me i'd go cucumber courgette i like courgette okay. i like courgette let's go courgette of course it's the courgette Hey! Oh, good. Oh, I'm glad that I think in the same way as a tipping point uh, panicker. You went with your instinct, and I yeah. think that was it. We, we've been overthinking some of these. I know, that's it, that's it. I, I, I'm not generally an overthinker, so this is very good for me. Right, let's have another one, Ben. Now, you might get this, because this is my all-time favourite ever answer that I was given. It's a round three answer. So both contestants had a long time to think about what the answer was. Here's the question I asked. Which word used to describe horses of reddish brown colour is also a type of window? Oh, okay. (laughs) Now, listen, I don't, I can't think of this one. I'm going for types of window. (laughs) Yeah, so a horse of a red, let me try and get the right answer. Get the right answer. Horse of a reddish brown colour. Also a type of window. With sash? No, it's not a sash window. Um, A. Bay. Bay. Bay window. Gosh, so that took me a while. Yeah. So I can imagine. I, w- I want it to be Velux. <laughs> <laughs> a Velux. That is quite. Yeah, a, you red, could a reddish you brown horse or a type of window. Chestnut window. Conquer um, window. Like, I'm trying to think. I'm going horse. Red first. rum. 
Red rum. Oh, that's a good... Mm. Yeah, because they might go for... Yeah, red rum is a brilliant answer. I don't I, know I this one. I quite like the window one. Velux. <laughs> or is it Velux? I actually presented them with an award. Did you? Uh, uh, the, the, the National the, Window, window Awards. Awards. Or whatever it was. You should um, know the windows then. And uh, But yeah, Velux or Velux. They, even they didn't know. What, yeah, what are we going to go for? What are we going to go for for this? I, can't, I really can't tell which way the tipping point will have tipped. Yeah. You decide. Oh, um, a scuff of red rum just, as a, yeah. just for a laugh. Yeah. The answer I'm sure you can get... It's a tricky one, to be fair, but it is Bay. The answer I was given, though, I was given, is it Vila, then? That's fine though, because you wouldn't know what a Velux is in the real world. You'd just go, it's a type of window, it might mean something else. So yeah. it is such a great answer though. <laughs> and what a great advert for Velux. I mean, Absolutely. you know, you can't buy advertising like that. There we go. Yeah, we, where we're sitting right now, there's an absolute brace of Velux. I'm surprised that other people haven't got in on the Velux. Uh, you know, they're still they've, the only They've cornered the market because yeah. it's, it's almost like the jacuzzi level of it's become the byword for yeah. a skylight. I know, exactly. They've, I was trying to do something with they've cornered the market, you know. Yeah. You see what I was trying to do, but I didn't do it. Anyway. They've, they've angled the market. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Exactly. Um, right, <laughs> we've got degrees. more. Ben never stops giving. He never does. And he's got he never even will. more questions for and us. We won't let him. No. <laughs> ah, what about some mythical questions? This was the question I ask. The mythical creature, the unicorn, had what structure on its head? What answer did I get given in the studio? <laughs> I love that. Clock what? tower. I don't know. Yes, I mean, it really, you'd have to work to get that wrong, wouldn't you? I mean, God bless them, but, you know, unicorn on its head. Yeah, pyramid. I love, I like that. I like yeah, that. I think, think they've, they've gone structure and got, got very confused about what that might mean rather than just, oh, it's a horn. It's a horn. Yeah. I think you're absolutely, I think you're right. That's, they've overthought it. They've thought, it, it, I can't just say horn. I've yeah. got to say pyramid. Yeah. I think let's go for pyramid <laughs> on that one. The mythical creature, the unicorn, had what structure on its head? An icicle. That was a round two question, to be fair. So that was under pressure. Oh. No, it's still a really stupid answer. That's how nice Ben is. He's yeah. going, oh, to be fair, it was under pressure. No, that is a really, really... It's the, it's a, they've got the shape. Yeah. But maybe they just couldn't articulate the correct word in time. I know. Icicle. Bless them. Oh. Bless them. I mean, yeah. Stalagmite. Yes, it would be, wouldn't it? Stalagmite. Mites are up and tights are down. <laughs> uh, right. Do we have another one? We do. Here's one that seems very apt for this time of year. On what date is Christmas Day celebrated each year? On what date is Christmas Day celebrated each year? How could you get that wrong, though? I mean, how? Even under pressure, oh. that's a hard one to get wrong, isn't it? Do you think they've just gone a day, they've heard Christmas Eve or they've gone December the 24th? Yeah. I, I'm going to go to December the 24th. Yeah, they I might, think... they're just out by 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they might have a weird family tradition. We don't know. Yeah. And or I mean, they might be Spanish. Eastern Orthodox or, yeah, 6th yeah. of Jan. Yeah. Who knows? Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wednesday, of course it is. Oh, I mean, you've got to admire that. Yeah, whatever that's, day That's more no on. awareness of the way that... <laughs> That days that dates and times oh work. wow um yeah i think we should always celebrate christmas day on a wednesday whatever the nearest every wednesday, every wednesday is. <laughs> yeah every wednesday you have a turkey that's a brilliant one and uh, tuesday can be wednesday eve <laughs> <laughs> and we'll all have a crap in a stable ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fingers on buzzers traditions <laughs> Every Tuesday night we crap in a stable. Don't ask us why. <laughs> this one still tickles me. Which indoor sport celebrates winners with the Jockey Wilson Cup? Which indoor sport celebrates winners with the Jockey Wilson Cup? Now, I don't want the correct answer. I want the answer I was given in the studio. Now, think, you're nodding that, like you know I this think they one. must have heard jockey and gone horse racing, which isn't an indoor sport. They <laughs> <laughs> <And laughs> go, <laughs> jockey. Horses, yes, yes, obviously. That would be the obvious one. Yeah, it is darts. It is, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, the jockey was yeah indoor, indoor horse racing. Horse that horse famous racing. indoor horse racing <laughs> meeting. Of course, Jockey Wilson, as I know both of you know, an absolute hero of mine, and in the world of darts, the Jockey Wilson Cup, of course, celebrates winners in the world of darts. 
but not for my contestants on Tipping Point. According to them, the Jockey Wilson Cup celebrates winners in badminton. Oh. <laughs> the idea of Jockey Wilson playing badminton, now there's a sport. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if you're guessing at a sport, bad, I, I don't think badminton's in my top ten No, but guesses. actually, no, indoor sport, in indoor fairness, sport. I'm, I, th- that's sort of disappointingly not as bad as I hoped yeah. it would be as an answer but yeah that's very that's quite sweet <laughs> badminton <laughs> I think we've got another question coming up from Ben this is the last one <gasps> Ben has done us proud and one last question for you perhaps the biggest one so you may well get this and it still tickles me to this day amazing contestants on Tipping Point I love them dearly and I love them because they're brave enough to step up and take on the challenge and give us these wonderful answers this is the question In his epic poem, Homer often refers to nectar as the drink of the gods and which other substance as their food? Oh, one of the all-time great TV moments. And he saved the best till last, hasn't he? This is up there with Fanny Schmeller. It is. It is. I would say it's in it's your top three all-time brilliant quiz show moments. So there's there's Family Fortunes Turkey Gate. Yeah. Although that was just sort of sad. I get get quite sad watching Turkey because you sort of go, that was sort of cheating. And uh, yeah, Yeah. this this is pure joy. Yeah. This joyful one, once. absolutely joyful. And how lovely Ben is about his lovely contestants. Because this was a moment where I think we all thought there, but for the grace of God, you yeah. hear a word and, and it's an absolute cautionary Christmas tale for our listeners that, you know, don't just listen to one word yeah. in the question. Well, they listen, listen to, to the, two. They listen to two. Homer and food. Food and then... Not the rest of it. Yeah, so it was. I mean, I, I, I think we know it's donuts, and then they went. Oh, I don't know if it was beer or donuts, but I'm sure Ben is going to explain it much yes. better than we ever could. So <laughs> let's listen to how Ben, how Ben experienced it. In his epic poem, Homer often refers to nectar as the drink of the gods, and which other substance as their food. Of course, you know what the correct answer is. But the answer I was given in the studio: donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Christmas, Jenny. Happy Christmas, Lucy. Happy Christmas, Amanda. Keep making your wonderful podcast. It certainly brings me a lot of joy and we love having it on in the car and trying to answer some of your questions. Have a fabulous Christmas season and I look forward to more from you all in 2024. Oh, Ben Shepherd. The absolute star on our Christmas tree there. Such a lovely, lovely man and so lovely of him to take the time to send us all those brilliant wrong answers. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, donuts, it's just the best. It's It's just the absolute best. It's up there. Um, Well, yet again, we have been absolutely delighted by the quality of our guests on this show uh, down to the wonderful Amanda who books them all and then chases them all up to get their <laughs> Christmas questions but we had some absolute crackers there absolutely brilliant questions everyone brought their A game to try yeah. and stump us and quite a few of them did well done so thank you to all of those gorgeous people and thank you to the wonderful Amanda Redman and most of all thank you to our listeners, a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and we'll see you in 2024 for more. Ho, 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 fingers on buses.
Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin MacLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.